Hey y'all, it's Delaney. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Happy post-Juneteenth. You said what? It's pre-Juneteenth. I said happy post-Juneteenth. It's pre-Juneteenth right now as we're recording it, but when this comes out, it'll be... Happy Juneteenth. Power to the people. The only Independence Day y'all should be celebrating, but it's none of my business. Go right, off. So, <laughs> I mean, especially now, like if 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 y'all lighting up the grills on the fourth, I don't know to tell you. Listen, I already know my house is gonna be lighting up the grill on the fourth because oh, as, as well we already <laughs> as um because we can't. Well, we could for Juneteenth but we just did for Memorial Day so it's like we just had barbecue and when you barbecue you eating barbecue for the next week so yeah <laughs> so it's a little it's a little soon but we'll we'll you know plan for next year so that we don't overlap but anyway yep yep I was thinking about it today I was like the gall of Americans to celebrate independence on stolen land that is beyond me when they had did, had people who were not independent <laughs> like, this is opposite day like oh right and did nothing for yourselves that built nothing wow i need that kind of confidence that's what that's what i was really i was on my couch and i was like y- y'all really are celebrating theft and i'm proud of it okay go off <laughs> right <laughs> and and they will and continue to go off because i don't even i mean the the fireworks are gonna be oh a my doozy god are there hold on life for it's been first of all someone in my neighborhood where did y'all even get fireworks from i was like i saw a tweet and it was like is july all month because i mean not july all month but it was like is it was like the it's the fourth of july all month because ever since i don't even know what happened like ever since memorial day it's been every night fireworks i'm like where do you even get those from like where did you get so many from Girl. it's annoying it's just like gunshots all night man they have um well i've never had a fourth of july in this part of the city but mm-hmm. in south central they had the people do illegal like the fireworks um which are different from firecrackers but the fireworks are the ones that are like you should li- you really should not be operating these <laughs> and the house be shaking like <laughs> i love black people my, my sister's car <laughs> alarm would go off every five minutes because the ground is shaking like, that's hilarious <laughs> i would be so pissed though i'll be so angry yeah it's it's annoying because it goes on all night so which I'm like, y'all really, I mean, you know, they're just doing it because they want to set off some fireworks because y'all really ain't got nothing to celebrate on July 4th, so. Right. Might as well. I watched a video today. I don't know why. I watched a video. I guess in Florida, they're doing like open, what's it called? A town hall for people to come yell at the whatevers. And this one lady came in with a whole poster board and like uh it looked like a fourth grade science fair project i'm like at least do it nicely and then she had her trump hat on and her trump shirt and her trump sign and she was like 
basically saying like how she's not a felon and she shouldn't have to wear a mask and and then she started singing god bless america and i was listening to the words and i was yeah, like yeah america wow. needs it that's about the only thing that's gonna save it at this point god's blessing <laughs> it was so, so and she got the words wrong and i'm like i hate that black people and people of color know the words to these songs and y'all don't like i didn't know snow could be white with foam and then and then she was like uh dang I'm, i forgot my favorite part oh, i was listening to the words and like there's like a part that's like with the light by the night with the light from above or something like that and i was like that's not where the light is coming from <laughs> not from above sis <laughs> i was like these little songs just sound like well, let's get into news this week then. Is there um, anything good? Is there anything good? There is one good thing. Actually, no, there's two good things. Two good things. Okay. But one of them, of the response to it was not good. So anyway, uh, so the first uh, thing is, I'm sure y'all have heard, the New York Philharmonic has canceled its fall season. I did not. Um, oh, it's fall, no. not the whole thing? Yeah. Wait, they canceled the whole thing? No, the fall season. Oh, Okay yeah um so they've been closed since march um and they won't be reopening um until after january 6 2021 um they're going to continue to pay their musicians about 2200 dollars per week which is 75 percent of their base pay <laughs> um through september 21st wow. um that's when their contract ends. So they've been they've been able to uh, keep paying them, and they will continue up until their contract ends in in September. And after uh, during the summer, the musicians and the management are going to be meeting and negotiating a new contract. Um, for after that, but the staff, however, um, it's looking like some of the cuts and the layoffs that are going to need to happen are probably going to come from their staff and their administration. Um, the CEO uh, said that, um, excuse me, that they can't really sustain uh, their current format of staffing. Mm-hmm. So basically that means, you know, um, people are probably going to get laid off. Um, and the cancellation of the season cost them approximately like nine million dollars in ticket ticket revenue um and that's in addition to the net loss of seven to ten million dollars um with the cancellation of the concerts uh starting back from march when they first started canceling things um they said the one the good thing that that might come from this cancellation is um they've them the new york philharmonic and the lincoln center um have been trying to renovate the david geffen hall um which is supposed to be a 550 million dollar project you said Um, million or billion million 550 million um and they are considering starting construction since they're not going to be in the hall anyway um during the fall so so you see how much money they got Cause when you said the only good thing is is that we have to that's the way they phrase it i was kind of confused by that but also like if the the money has already been budgeted for that i guess i guess I that's a good point yeah like a mat you have you have orchestras you have orchestras folding by fractions of that and y'all are like well we might as well renovate since we're closed <laughs> what? they said 200 200 million of that 550 million has yet to be fundraised so i think they're just gonna, like we're gonna we're gonna start on it 
but I'm sure you can get a lot done with the additional 350 million. <laughs> I'm just so like out of sight of that world. I'm trying to figure out like what that, why you need so much money for that? Listen, I got a cousin in Jamaica that could design y'all some seats. All right. It's uh, true. <laughs> He'll build them. It will take him a couple, you know, I'll put them on. I'm going to call them. Okay. You do that. <laughs> um, uh, next up, the Minnesota Orchestra announced um, that they will no longer be using the services of the Minneapolis Police Department for concert security um, in response to the murder <laughs> of George Floyd. That is the police department that the officers who murdered him uh, worked for. Um, they're hoping that by doing this, it's going to disrupt their role in systemic racism. So they're no longer, um, I guess using them to uh for security at their concerts i guess whenever their concerts resume but you know this was like okay period but then you know a lot of people were mad a lot mad of people about were mad. what they were like this is a dumb decision and why would y'all do this with no research and x y and with Z no research i'm like first of all okay no but one thing that really i was just like y'all are so delusional and this one person was like so if one person plays at a tune you gonna fire the whole orchestra <laughs> i said did you i said did you, did you just compare playing at a tune to murdering somebody i'm ready to go what, what are we at we're gonna have a nine minute episode i must leave <laughs> I, 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 you really gotta run that back if one person plays at a tune if one person played at a tune they fired the whole orchestra yes that would be ridiculous because playing at a tune in no way shape or form compares to murdering somebody on purpose while they plead for their life like huh y'all are just and this is why i was like someday it's classical music i really i really just have to remove myself like y'all fire the whole orchestra because one person plays at a tune i like you really you typed it you thought it you typed it you posted it wow i actually have nothing to say Classical music continues to disappoint me, so. Continues. I was just like. <laughs> like, I have nothing like, to say. Man, y'all will really have me questioning my allegiance. <laughs> because, jeez. I was just like, yo. Um, But good on them. Um, I mean, good. Let's fix the classical music part and then y'all be on your way. Right. Um, But, you know, for at least. At least people will hopefully feel a little bit safer going to their uh, concerts because I mean you know me I'm the type of person if there's police presence anywhere I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. That is a serious deterrent from me going somewhere. Like we already know at what's the name the coffee shop next to Eastman right right around eleven eleven thirty. I don't know if it's a shift change or what, but a bunch of cops always come and I'm like Yo, yeah it'd be go. like eight it'd be like eight of them like no cap it'd be eight and i'd just be like i get really uneasy yeah i'm like ready i'm like ready to leave (laughs) so i'm trying to figure um, out like why they do that like are they going there you know what this doesn't make sense like i know at fuego they get they they used to get free coffee so maybe it's the same there maybe like they get some type of discount or something for being city employees or maybe it's something like that um I don't understand why they get to be why they get to get free coffee for doing absolutely I mean nothing at, uh, but terrorizing Fuego, people. Uh, Fuego stopped. And they're giving it to teachers instead. Right, like literally anyone else. Teachers in Rochester, you know how hard teachers in Rochester have to learn, try to, to learn, have to teach. 
to get these kids yeah. to, to learn to read and hopefully graduate y'all give it to the cops to terrorize them so just know that if you play out of tune your whole orchestra is out of a job because only as strong as the weakest link don't right. be the weakest link right one bad apple <laughs> y'all suck this is really terrible like okay anyway moving on to the good <laughs> news of this week because that really had me just it's just amazing how delusional people are and how far they will bend over backwards over themselves to like invalidate somebody's existence and right to living it's just like you really would go so far as to be that ridiculous first of all why do they need police officers at a beethoven concert what sally what sally and john finna do like get you a regular regular security guard maybe two yeah listen let me shut i don't know nothing about that but it looks like they're gonna manage anyway so um last but not least uh the tallahassee symphony orchestra just received a twenty thousand dollar grant from the national endowment of the arts uh to commission a new work from joel thompson the composer of seven last words of the unarmed period um the composition will commemorate the Tallahassee bus boycott of 1956. Um, the work will be 10 to 12 minutes long and it's going to be scored for two vocal soloists and the uh, FAMU concert chorale. Shout out to FAMU. Um, so it's going to be called Walking Dis. Walk in Dignity, which is referencing the words of Reverend C.K. Steele, who said it is more honorable to walk in dignity than to ride in humiliation. He said that about the bus boycotts. Um, so it's going to be created with research and assistance from um, a scholar named Althamis Barnes. I hope I'm pronouncing their name right. Um, and the libretto will be based on interviews uh, with Reverend C.K. Steele, FAMU student body president uh, Broads Hartley, and Governor Leroy Collins. Um, and the commission piece will be one of the first works um, that the TSO presents in their 2021 and 2022 season. So shout out to him. Okay. Um, for, getting that, for getting that commission. And shout out to them for using their money for something useful. Right. And for using FAMU. Mm-hmm. Y'all really be acting like these HBCUs don't exist. Period. All right. That was good news. Wow. All right. So last week um, on the intermission, we played Family Flute. Family, we did not play Family Flute. We played Family Flute. Feud. Okay. <laughs> family Feud. Last week on the intermission we played family feud um and i posted the questions to our ig so on next week delaney will fairly and justly ask me variants on those same questions i already and have the questions picked out you said what so i already have them picked out uh-huh <laughs> not this face okay so we'll do that on next week so this week's intermission i said which composer oh, i forgot to specify black do you pick a black person oh for the for the intermission yeah, yeah. okay <laughs> i asked delaney which composer based on their compositions would you have making the potato salad 
at the cookout because you know for people who aren't familiar like black people there's certain there's certain dishes that are just reserved for certain people to make because it could be a it could be a catastrophe the mac and cheese and potato salad are among those dishes so i asked her based on the compositions of the person who would you be asking to make the potato salad Okay, uh, so I picked Duke Ellington. Okay. I just think okay, so my initial response was like, okay, I gotta get an auntie, so I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick Florence Price. But I was like, you know what? Like, I wanna, I don't know. I just want to branch out a little bit. And Duke Ellington is is just immersed in blackness. Like, not to say that Florence Price is not and any of the other like composers are not but like come on to you know mm-hmm. um his i'll never forget this video i saw of him it was an interview with him and leonard bernstein and um leonard bernstein said like maybe the different they were talking about the crossover and the audiences that listen to both of their compositions mm-hmm. um and leonard bernstein said maybe the difference between us is that i write jazz symphonies and you write symphonic jazz and so like I don't know that kind of made me look at Duke Ellington in like a different way that he is Mm -hmm. a jazz composer but he uses like classical um elements and it just to be someone who is using classical elements but still rooted in like a very very black genre of music Mm -hmm. um then also from a black city he's from um from DC like Mm -hmm. I know he ain't got no, he ain't got nan raisin on his shelf. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. So, okay, so I picked William Grant Still because William Grant Still is known as the dean of African American composers. So if anybody know how to make some potato salad, I figure it's gonna be him. You know what I'm saying? I love Hill Stork, but I feel like it's going to have, you know, a raisin or two. Mike could have, you know, some leeks, you know. Okay. Mike could have some, twig, some red pepper. Sprig. Mike could have some thyme in there. I feel like it's too much. I don't want... You have potato salad. I mean, like, you really can... I mean... Well, I like a very straightforward potato salad. T- potato salad is one of them things that you start doing too much. It just it just ruins the vibe. And I'm not saying William Grant Still's music is simplistic. That's not what I'm saying. I just feel like he been here. He know what he doing. You know what I'm saying? It's very black. You know, his Afro-American symphony, the way he writes, it uh, has blackness all up in there. He loves him a good hymn, loves him a good spiritual. I feel like the potato salad will be in good hands with him. Okay. That's what that's what I picked. Okay, now my second question is: What are your plans for Juneteenth? Which, when I formed this intermission, I realized that Juneteenth is Friday, <laughs> and I was uh, uh, and I am unprepared. So, um, for Juneteenth, I'm just having like a dinner with my family. Um, so there's certain like. This, since I guess it's not like super widely celebrated um, in recent years, there's only a couple of things that I could identify that were like directly 
uh, related to what pe- how people celebrate Juneteenth be- besides like a barbecue or something because like I said we barbecued recently so we're not doing that um but watermelon is a food that a lot that is very symbolic um for Juneteenth it was used in a lot of the early celebrations just because a lot of uh, black people farmed uh, watermelon after they were emancipated. But um, so we'll see if we can pick up some of those. But also red food is symbolic. So if you have red food in your dinner, unfortunately, we also recently had red beans and rice. It's real black over here. So <laughs> um, <laughs> we uh, we also recently had red beans and rice. So we're not having that. So I decided I'm going to make it's red foods and colorful like greens and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not just a colorful ingredients come on colorful vegetables um are commonly uh, used to celebrate juneteenth and the red like symbolizes you know of course like the the blood and everything and the liberation and the freedom um that you know was achieved so um i decided okay i'm gonna make some red meat um so i'm you (laughs) listen so the I'm going to try. I'm going to see. My mom going to be in the kitchen, too, so we're going to see. Um, I'm going to try, too. So I'm going to do that red meat, so steak with red potatoes. And then I'll make, like, some. I'm going to do some vegetables, like roasted vegetables. Like, I'm going to try to make it as colorful, so probably purple onion, carrots, Brussels sprouts, something else, some other color. Mm-hmm. Um, that, probably the same thing with, like, a salad or something. And then I was like, okay. I was gonna ask my mom to make a red velvet cake. And then I was like, you know what? We can take it. We can make it even blackity blacker than that and make a cake that looks like the Pan African flag. So instead of just Dang. making Because my mom, she usually makes three tiers when she makes a red velvet cake. So I was like, well, we might as well just do one tier red, one tier black, one tier green. Mm-hmm. Pan African flag. So that's what we're doing. Uh, we'll probably like play some games and stuff. You know, it's about, you know, like a lot of people nowadays just like bond and be together mm-hmm. and stuff so we probably like play some games or something and probably do like a little you know like a uh, prayer or reading of some something about freedom you know mm-hmm. that's how mad cute like mad cute yeah i hope that that cake gonna be cute like that'll be on my instagram period i mean i'm packing so i have nothing going on over here <laughs> Okay, period. Okay, liberating yourself from your apartment. Right. Oh, I've been here for four years. Still kind of sad, but off to new things. Um, I probably make some potato salad because the more we've been talking about potato salad, and I'm like, I want to make some. Some raisins. So, like I was saying before, I was raisins and salt. (laughs) <laughs> don't forget a dash of pepper not too much though pepper no celery salts i mean that's that's more than a lot of than a lot of y'all got in y'all y'all spice cabinet so bro celery should be illegal okay come on Katie. <laughs> come on. um so remember it ruins everything it touches it's like it doesn't you know let me not finish that sentence but yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> The celery is fine. Like, I, girl, it is so. The okay. Let me tell you, I had some barbecue sauce. Like some, I was, I, I was eating some barbecue sauce. Right, so I opened up for the first time. I put a little thing thing. I dipped my fry into it. And I was like, oh no, I have to throw this away. 
I was like, something not right. I'm like, it tastes like celery. I turned the bottle around and what is in there but celery salt. Threw the whole bottle away. It ruined the whole thing. I've never tasted no barbecue sauce that tastes like celery. But because I have such an aversion to it, I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to freaking taste celery salt, right? But because I have such an aversion to celery, I was like, oh, no. Girl, leave celery alone. It ain't do nothing to you. Huh? I said leave celery alone. It ain't do nothing to you. It's so bad. But, yeah, I'll probably make some potato salad and watch. Oh, I said I was going to watch something black. I think I packed up my different world. That's probably the blackest thing I own. I mean, I own the Cosby show, but anyway, so I'll go see what I have on Netflix. If I can remember my password that I'm still paying for, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have, um, oh, you know, it would be cute. I've been meaning to watch this for a minute. Maybe I'll watch it today. Um, Kevin Hart's Glad to Black History. We talked about this. I told you about this. I haven't oh. watched the whole thing. And especially cause it's focused on like, all the like good stories from black history because like the premise is like he's telling a bedtime story to his daughter and she's Mm -hmm. like she she saw something about slavery and she was like mad about it he was like hey like our history has so it's so much more to us Mm -hmm. than that and so it's like him telling all these stories so that might could be cute yeah maybe i'll watch that something black i also really like nollywood so you know the nigerian films be hitting different i don't know what it is they're funny I mean, they look like they shot on an, on an iPhone low-key, yeah. but... <laughs> <laughs> but hey. All right, we're moving on. Mm-hmm. So our Juneteenth-themed episode. Here we in. Okay. So I'm just going to explain the premise, and then Delaney, you, you can explain, like, the what we're going to we do. Mm-hmm. So you know how, like, on Twitter, I don't know who Twitter's, but... It will be like five reasons why we should cancel celery, a thread. Oh and the reason that's literally how it works. And it says it's a thread because you have to thread tweets together because there's a limit on how many characters you can tweet. I think it's 140. There's a limit on how many words you can type per tweet because it's supposed to be a tweet. Twer- tweet, tweet, chirp, chirp, right? So it'll be a thread of like five to 10 or whatever, 20 whatever you want to do, whatever you're talking about, a thread of stuff. So today we're talking about the history of Juneteenth, a thread. And the reason why it's a thread is because Delaney and I have each picked three pieces um, that kind of go along with the history of Juneteenth. Yeah, so um, I'm going to do my three pieces um, that are in relation to like kind of before the Juneteenth celebration, like everything leading up to that. Um, and then Katie's going to take over from there and do hers from like the earliest Juneteenth celebration and then on. All right. So, yeah, I'm talking about um, first I'm talking about pre-emancipation um, when what was going on then. Uh, so President Abraham Lincoln, he issued the preliminary emancipation proclamation um, in September of 1862. Um, and so. I the the piece that I picked for this was Go Down Moses, um, which is oh a, man, obviously, okay. Yeah. oh, it's okay, <laughs> keep, not not okay, it's okay, keep going, <laughs> <I'm> Canadian, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so yeah, by Heritage Burley, it's a spiritual. Then um, you got you got my you got my vocalist too. Who you got as a vocalist? Uh, I mean, probably not. We don't see. You. 
<laughs> Who is it, Paul? Uh, is it Paul? No. Oh, I'm picking something else. I wish, I wish I could. Um, never mind. Um, yeah, but the reason why I picked this um, is because I mean, Go Down Moses was according to um, a biography of Harriet Tubman, um, it was one of the uh, songs that she used to lead uh, slaves to freedom or enslaved people to freedom um, on the Underground uh, Railroad while fleeing Maryland. Um, And so even through this uh, preliminary Emancipation Proclamation, obviously it wasn't going to go into effect for a couple of months. So people were still fleeing uh, slavery because we're not going to, oh, you know, we're just going to sit here for a couple of months. Um, Especially because, I mean, the whole whole, um, reason why we have Juneteenth is because people did not know they were free because, I mean, people always be like, I I feel like people be like, well, how do you not even know? It's like, you have a group of people that were f- like forbidden to read. Like, how were they supposed exactly. to know that? How are they like, supposed to know? <laughs> oh, they put it in the paper. Okay. Oh, now yeah. they. Oh, they put it on Instagram. Y'all you ain't even see it. <laughs> right. People be asking the same dumb stuff. Dumb stuff. Um, but um, the earliest recording of "Go Down Moses" there's actually a um a version of the song called oh let my people go that was the earliest recording of it um and it was actually used as a rallying anthem for people who had escaped slavery or people that were associated with the union um and it was it was really popular right before um right before this preliminary emancipation proclamation um was uh, was issued um in july 1862 so that's the earliest recording of um of a version of go down moses so we're gonna listen to a little bit of it pharaoh pharaoh oh baby let my people go yep that's that was the recording yeah yeah, yeah. that was leontine price um (laughs) and yeah so all right moving on no (laughs) That's essentially it goes on a little bit and then it repeats. Um yeah, go down Moses, it actually slaps. It um, low key slaps, yeah. like, <laughs> like, like uh, we're not wow. even gonna lie about that. Um so yeah, that's sort of just the reason why I picked that it was it just like gives a little some context to like y'all was really I understand how the law works, but like y'all really just were like, Yeah, so we gone free y'all from literally this these heinous conditions, but in a couple of months and not even then. So what kind of junk? Like <laughs> um I couldn't even imagine. Girl. Yeah. Girl. That reminds me of 
that just reminds me of some uh words from that piece that we heard at sphinx where it was like george washington's words an american rhapsody it was mm-hmm. george washington's words against samuel Coleridge taylor taylor's music and it was like george washington was talking about freedom or whatever i'm like you literally had like over 300 slaves on your property right. and he was talking about setting them free and was like but so he was like oh i learned about freedom so i'm gonna set my slaves free and he put it in his will but he only was like they could go free after my wife died and after they've they've finished this harvest i'm like huh that's i'm like what <laughs> like like oh yeah yeah i understand freedom y'all could go after my wife is gone and you finish your work <laughs> y'all are ridiculous um so i'm gonna go america will never wash the buds on its hands like we'll never wash off the blood on its hands like come because it's, it's not even just us so it's just like even i mean what- it's not i mean there's a whole bunch of people that should like y'all should never fly a flag america britain france y'all should what? never fly a flag there's nothing to be proud of nathan like, <laughs> Nathan. Oh, yeah, and like this was so long ago. Ooh, there were dinosaurs during slavery. No, <laughs> <laughs> not dinosaurs. Um, I guess on my next. Um, well, moving along in the timeline. Um, so the reason why, um, news didn't get to slaves in um, or enslaved people in uh, Texas is because it was more geographically isolated than other parts and there was also other parts of the country and of the south and it was also um, it didn't have as big of a presence of uh, members of the Union Army to you know spread the word about the Emancipation Proclamation Um, so because of this actually a lot of people were uh migrating to to texas a lot of people who had slaves were taking themselves and their lives um and the people that they enslaved to uh texas to escape um like fighting and um basically so that they could keep you know being terrible um (laughs) right so uh so the piece that i picked to go along with this is called troubled water it's by margaret bonds period um and i picked this because it was it's you know based on the spiritual weight in the water um which contained uh it was about you know how to travel when you're trying to travel to freedom and because a lot of um people were traveling um to to a place where they would remain enslaved um this was also a time where a lot of people were you know trying to escape because these were these were people who were enslaved who knew they were supposed to be free and they knew why they were leaving you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. oh they're they're down here trying to free us so now the person who is enslaving you is trying to take you somewhere so they can keep you enslaved um and and also um just to another reason why i picked this is because people the, the emancipation proclamation um freed people that were enslaved in non-union uh territory so it's actually even though it's declared as the end of slavery and even though juneteenth is um declared as the end of slavery uh neither of them are really yeah because it wasn't until the 13th amendment was ratified in december of 1865 and juneteenth is in june of 1865 same year but a couple months later um in december when the 13th amendment i mean in, even the 13th amendment didn't 
in slavery but we're not that's an episode for another day um i mean but people give abraham Lincoln way too much credit they need to stop teaching kids that too much because he really ain't do it it had nothing he to do with the slaves not, it had nothing to do with the kindness of his own heart like <laughs> so y'all really give him too much um but yeah there were kids so, cannot go to public school they're gonna think they're gonna teach tooth fairy too right um and so there were a lot of people who were still enslaved in the Union states uh, during this time. And so there were a lot of people still traveling to freedom. So here is a little bit of Troubled Water by Margaret Bonds. I hear that that bleep bleep period sis yeah she was doing that thing um and so then my last um my last piece is um the explanation is pretty short um because it kind of leads you right up to where katie's gonna uh take over um but my last piece is emoja by valerie coleman um and this was a piece that she uh, I think she originally wrote it in 2001 for Wind Quintet, and it's been adapted uh, for Wind uh, for Wind Band uh, since then. And then I think it premiered for Wind Band in 2018, and then it was expanded even more for the Philadelphia Orchestra uh, to be played um, in Symphony Orchestra. Um, and the reason why I picked this is because um, finally, like I said, at the at the tail end of 1865, all people who were enslaved technically um were freed and um that sort of that sort of brought people uh black people in america together to celebrate uh juneteenth and umoja means <coughs> unity um in swahili um and it's the first day of kwanzaa so yeah and and juneteenth and kwanzaa are both sort of holidays that anchor you know black people as a community so that's why I picked this piece, and here's a little bit of it. This is the uh, wind band version. So y'all could, so Mara, you could be satisfied, cause we've really given y'all a lot. All right, we've done a lot, honestly. You know, I don't hear Nathan else. <laughs>
Yeah, that was a little bit of Moja by <coughs> Valerie Coleman. I just want to say a side note. Valerie Coleman has been a black excellence before, and maybe we said this, and I don't, I didn't remember it, but I was reading her bio. It was talking about she had already written, like, three symphonies by age 14. I was like, you know what? But y'all talk all ear off about Mozart and his, uh, and his being a prodigy. Okay. All right. Dang, by 14? I need to, I need to step my game up. Symphonies? Like, you really wrote symphonies by four? You know what I was doing at 14? Sitting on my butt. <laughs> um, much like today. Anyway. Okay. So, um, the first, well, it wasn't called Juneteenth yet. Okay, so Jubilee Day, which happened on June 19th, 1867, was probably the first celebration of what we know as um, as Juneteenth. It was organized by the Freedmen in Texas. Um, and a piece that I want to use to highlight this is called O Freedom. Loki, um, this, is a, this is one of those songs, um, mainly indicative. We hear a lot in the civil rights movement, but like it's one of those songs that make me like emotional. Um, but this arrangement is by <laughs> my man's Dofi Wolfie Hellstorm. Okay, not Dofi Wolfie. <laughs> Let me say this it properly for people over. who this is your first, <laughs> this is your first episode, Adolphus Hellstorm. Um, imagine he hear that. You <laughs> said what? So imagine he hear that. Dolphy. Now he's giving you a call. So I heard you call me Dolphy Wolfie <laughs> on a public platform. Season desist is in the mail. Can you imagine? <laughs> you know, I maybe actually I got some tea on that. Um, not about me, but about him. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> so um, this is Old Freedom um, by Adolphus Hale Sorgis. Oh no, that's not what it's called. It's <laughs> Why is it so ghetto? This is three. This is three spirituals for orchestra number three. Oh, freedom. Really quick, I'm gonna skip to the middle. The good part. Mm-hmm. See, you hear the bass section over there working? All right, period. period. Good for them. Somebody got <laughs> to. I don't know. I think he said something to try so I'm gonna keep going. Okay. Other um, other celebrations were happening were happening around Texas uh, during this time as well, and they were low key used for political rallies uh, to give voting information to newly freed slaves. This was before Jim Crow, when uh, the white people decided to figure out how can we be even more terrible than we already have been. So before there were voting restrictions, um, black people because they weren't allowed because of segregation and they weren't allowed to gather in public spaces. They would often put their money together to raise. Um, to raise money to buy land so that they can have the celebration celebrations. An example of this would be in 1872, the Freedmen's Bureau pulled together a thousand dollars, which is probably like a whole bunch of money today, mm-hmm. um, to purchase what's known today as Emancipation Park in uh, Houston, Texas. 
Um, so one thing you realize throughout history is that Juneteenth, like the celebrations, um, grow and they, they fluctuate because the stuff that black people have to go through just for existing. Um, so you see, um, a decline in the celebration of Juneteenth because, um, when, when black people, when, sorry, when Jim Crow was implemented, a lot of black people were ashamed of being slaves in the past or either rather being enslaved in the past um they had to uh and they also had to work in a society that structured them as being second class citizens they simply could not afford to take a day off um and also we also saw a dip in the celebration of of juneteenth um in the civil rights movement because we were literally fighting to just a lot on our plate we just (laughs) a lot on our plate um just equal i mean we're not even asking for revenge (laughs) just equality wow um so one song that i personally associate with the civil rights movement um is we shall overcome i was actually thinking about that the other day because i'm doing something for mr taylor and this one's sung by the Harlem boys choir and the thing i just really admire about black people is that there's always a twinge of hope in everything that we do um and it's like as bad as things are it's like wow like we really believe that one day this will all be over and it's just i don't know i'm not gonna say too much more because i might start crying because there's like so much going on okay but here is we shall overcome sung by the harlem boys choir sorry the boys choir of harlem Okay. Um, um, in nineteen ninety seven, Congress recognized Juneteenth Independence Day, um, but activists are currently trying to get Juneteenth recognized as a national holiday. And I feel like that is something that definitely needs to happen. I mean, I feel like I have a feeling it might happen soon, but I feel like it's just really not genuine. But I feel like it needs to happen regardless um, because at some point the country this country needs to acknowledge what they've done and that that's a great place to start so um my final piece is um an arrangement of lift every voice and sing which also is my jam like if you really listen to the words if you really listen to the words of lift every voice and sing like you really feel empowered and like 
wow it's like really really good and this is the only this is the only anthem i'll stand for so uh here is one nation under a groove (laughs) (laughs) my frickadelic (laughs) and stomp by kirk franklin but um that's funny because he used oh yeah yeah we talked about that (laughs) oh wait you did tell me about that yeah about how he, he used a little bit from that song i was like i mean but you're right and stomp Okay, <laughs> I'm trying for it, but okay. Uh, this is the Gateways Music Festival Orchestra playing "Lift Every Voice and Sing" by James V. Cockerham. Yo, the beginning slaps, but you'll hear it for yourself. It's so good, and I'll probably skip ahead to the end because then, okay, you know what? I can display it. <laughs> That's how it starts. I'm gonna skip ahead in the interest of time and power. <laughs> right, period. Stand up. So we will, of course, have these pieces linked. And yeah, that's it. Period. Happy Juneteenth, y'all. Happy Juneteenth. Period. On phone now. You know what I'm saying? Gang, gang. Gang, gang, period. That's what we saying. And that's what it is. All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence, where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props, because there's room for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Michelle Pillay Walker. She is the assistant principal of Viola, period. That's a cuff stand of the Memphis Symphony Orchestra. Um, she did her undergraduate studies um, at Southwestern at Memphis, and then she did her master's at the University of Illinois, Urbana. Um, she's been with the Memphis Symphony since 1977. She took a short break, um, so she's been there for a minute. She's also held positions in the Savannah Symphony Orchestra, Missouri Chamber Orchestra, where she was principal viola, Tennessee Summer Symphony, principal viola, and then she was also acting principal viola in the ni- from 1993 to 1995 in the Memphis Symphony. Um, yeah, that's acting principal, my bad. Um, she has taught at, she's been an adjunct professor at, yo, Southwest Tennessee Community College and the University of Memphis. She's a, 
chamber music, musician as well. Um, she's a violist and founding member of the Bluff City String Quartet um, and a violist in the Empire String Quartet, and that one is in Savannah, Georgia. She's appeared with a soloist in the Germantown Symphony Orchestra, Broken Classical Chamber Orchestra of Memphis, Camerata String Ensemble in Jackson, Tennessee, Tennessee Summer Symphony, Dyersburg Commun- and the Dyersburg Community Orchestra. Her notable achievements include performing as the viola soloist with the combined choirs of Calvary. Oh, I can never say this word. Episcopal Church. Episcopal. Um, <laughs> okay. At the Washington National Cathedral in 2005. So I will link um, the Memphis Symphony Orchestra's website so you can read more about her. They have a really cool section on their website because... They have a whole bunch of fun facts and stuff like that so you can really meet the people that you are going to go see in concert. So I will link that. But yeah, shout out to you, Michelle, for being black and excellent. You got a piece of the week. You only got 10% Delaney, so let's not be trifling. Got six, but it's okay if we lose the whole episode, right? Um, Yeah. (laughs) No, my piece this week is called Unrest. It's by our friend and listener, Amari Ford. Period. Wait, for way, I'm trying to remember was my last interaction with him trifling or not before I take that back. <laughs> I think we okay. I think we on good ground. I think we on good ground. Um, unrest is a piece. Um, Period. Um, it has six movements, a prologue, a prologue. I can never say that word. And an epilogue. And then in the middle, each movement is named um, after um, a victim of police brutality. Among them, Trayvon Martin, Tamir Rice, Oscar Grant. Um, but I will link his SoundCloud so y'all can listen to this piece and all his other wonderful pieces. I'm really trying to, you know, highlight these black composers and these living composers because you know a lot of people think that we not down with y'all, but just because you know we don't want to, we don't want to listen to sweet for the three half eaten blueberry muffins. Don't mean that we don't love y'all. Right. We love our living composers. We love y'all. We also just love measures <laughs> and four four. <laughs> and a major what's like (laughs) there's nothing wrong with that i think i forgot what else boeing not not what else not Um, everything don't gotta be colonial you know what i'm saying (laughs) well amari writes wonderful music so i will link his sound class that y'all can check him out and commission pieces from him and all of the above so period period all right, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. For someone who has 10%, you would think you want me to get through the Five. exit. Wow. Thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellence suggestion, or an intermission suggestion, send them to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com, and we will talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.